It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone, Poker and Politics here. Uh, today we're going to be going over the uh, history of Q, as it were. It's murky and confusing origins to its now very predictable and painfully obvious uh, fat Elvis residency in Vegas phase, as it were. Uh, on top of that, I have a ton of comments in my questions thread, which I'll be going over. And um, also someone asked me, what's the deal with Moloch? And uh, Moloch... Uh, is a Canaanite god from the Old Testament, and because the Canaanites were one of the bad guys in the Old Testament, their god is, of course, synonymous with Satan. Can, uh, the Canaanite god Moloch was uh, depicted as a bull, a humanoid bull, and over the course of history it's been uh, transformed into a owl. Which is weird, because I don't see anything that actually justifies that. But hey, I, I've also heard it pronounced Moloch. I call it Moloch. I'm, prob- I'm probably wrong. I'm, I am a terrible with pronunciations. But anyways, uh, it is virtue signaling to bring up Moloch and be like, Hey, this is a bad, evil Satan thing. It... Uh, it's something Eric Erickson, right-wing lunatic on Twitter, loves to do to let all the evangelicals know that he's down with them, that he's uh, hardcore and he understands Moloch. And um, it's really just one of those things where you run out of ways to describe Satan, Lucifer, the Great Deceiver, Beelzebub, Baal. So you just got to throw a new thing in there. It's a lot like how... Uh, Right-wing lunatics complaining about their enemies will now call them Luciferian instead of Satanic, because apparently Satanic doesn't have that pop to it anymore. It doesn't do what they want. So, uh, that's Moloch in all of his glory. And now we're going to be talking about uh, the origins of Q and the evolution of Q. So what happened was, back in the day you had 
a bunch of different people who've all claimed to have gotten their finger in the pie when it comes to Starving Q. There is the uh, mainstream media story, which is that uh, Tracy Diaz, a.k.a. Tracy Beans, Paul Ferber, a.k.a. Baruch the Scribe, and uh, Coleman Rogers, or Rogers Coleman, I can never get his name right. My brain just doesn't want to acknowledge it because I've only ever called him Pamphlet Anon. Uh, Pamphlet Anon were the three people that basically got this thing kick-started, and they were the ones that really fought to get Q into the mainstream and make it go viral. On top of them, there is uh, John Brower, there's Microchip, there's uh, Cernovich, there's all these different uh, people that have cl- that have tried to get their finger in the pie. They've tried to claim, hey, I was part of the start of Q. I was there. Uh, Defango, Unirock, there's all these different people that have... And it, it, whenever you bring them up, you get into this giant argument because uh, everyone knows what there was going on. Everyone knows everything. And... In reality, I don't know nothing about nothing, so anyone can make a claim, and I'm just going to like just wash my hands of it. I'm going to be like, eh, you, it, that could be true. It could have been you. I don't know. I have no way to verify any of that. Now, the one thing about Pamphlet Anon that's uh, very interesting is there's one uh, video that can be found out there now where he finds a Q-drop before it got archived or was definitively shown to be a Q-drop. And that led to a lot of controversy. Like, how'd you figure that out? How'd you find that? And um, another thing that happened, which is a video that is less uh, obtainable nowadays, is there was one time where it appeared that Pamphlet Anon was actually on the Q account itself directly. Then someone in the Patriot uh, chat box chat was like, hey, um... Why are you on? Um, why are you on Q's account, or how are you on Q's account? And that led to a lot of uh, confusion, a lot of concern, a lot of worry about that. Because I mean, that's kind of the the man behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz. It's kind of giving away the game. Now uh, there was also. Uh, Jerome Corsi was known to be in these circles at this time, and it's thought that the uh, Infowars slash QAnon conflict was caused by Corsi throwing his weight around too much and uh, kind of being a... Uh, just thinking, just getting too full of himself and thinking he could hornswoggle these new grifters with the flim-flam and show them how it's really done. So... You have all these people, and there have been different arguments about, like, this person had the Q account for a while, and someone else got it off them, and blah, blah, blah. And that evolution, I really don't know about. I really don't know who was writing what, when, but that's something that's, like, really kind of impossible to, like, lock down. You can just tell, though, that there are stylistic changes in Q over the course of time. But the biggest and most egregious of these is when Q moved to Aitkun. This is when Q just gave up like ever being interesting or engaging or doing anything at all other than being a, a right-wing a news aggregator like Drudge Report, if Drudge would just take... Uh, two weeks off at a time and only post very sporadically at other periods of time. 
So, the eight kun move to me uh, speaks to Jim Watkins taking over QAnons and doing the Q drops himself or having his son Ron do them because there was just such a dramatic drop in quality, but also certain things happened early on in the eight kun move that made it such that. It seems like the only people that could have posted was people who had inside access to 8kun. And what I mean by this is, is that when 8chan got deplatformed, when uh, when Cloud, uh, whenever, I, I, I can't even remember what their, uh, whenever their DDoS protective service gave up on them and uh, let them... Uh, be ravaged by their enemies. Eight Kun was uh, Eight Chan was put, brought down by DDoS attacks, and then when Eight Kun came up online, it was immediately attacked the same way with DDoS attacks. And there were periods of time where you could not post on Eight Kun. Nobody could post on Eight Kun, and yet uh, Q Drop. Uh, three uh, three five seven one and QDrop three five seven two both got posted to the site in spite of the fact that nobody could get on the site. No one could post. And that's really weird. And also uh, this was these were posts done on the regular web because Q had a trip code and it was the same trip code they had from 8chan. It was the uh, IMG7, so on and so forth, trip code. So Q posts a few times with this trip code. And after a few of these posts, the instability of uh, 8kun is still a problem and it is such a problem that Q then goes on Tor, the uh, browser you use to access the dark web, and then posts a series of Q drops uh, through Tor on to 8kun. And you, they haven't fixed this anywhere on the um, archiving sites. But if you look at the... Um, Q drops starting at around um, starting at the ones I just listed five, uh, five three five seven two on you'll see the Q's ID changes a few times it goes from B4 to BFD to uh, 9B6 and etc etc I'm not going reading off the whole identification number and this goes on for a while and then he switches to Tor, and when he's on Tor, his ID comes up as all zeros. Because when you use uh, Tor and you access 8kun through the dark web, you do not get an identification uh, number. You just come out as all zeros. So uh, Q posts through Tor a lot. There's a ton of drops that are all through Tor, and... This goes on for like at least over a week, it looks like now. And then finally, um, QDrop 
3629 is the first drop where he's back using a regular web browser to uh, to access Aidkun, and he has now the identification of uh, F9D, etc. And he's still on the uh, IMG7V uh, trip code. So it's very in, it's very interesting that like you see that the person posting his queue both. Uh, has access to the site through the normal web when nobody else did. And then when things were still squirrely on the site, he dips onto Tor and then starts posting more stuff under the Q name without any identification code. So that to me is like circumstantial evidence of what's going on that it's uh, that it's the Watkins boys and they got inside uh, ways to get on and access Aikun in order to keep the queue grift moving and then beyond that the other thing that really uh, comes up is the fact that Q just starts making all kinds of fucking mistakes and the other thing that happens that's very odd is that Q apologizes for his mistakes. And this is something that Q just didn't do in the past. About the only time Q ever uh, apologized for anything was when he got called out for uh, faking the Patton Oswalt tweet, claiming that Patton Oswalt was at Comet Ping Pong when he wasn't. And that wasn't even really an apology. Q was just sort of like, look, Patton wasn't at Comet, but... He's still a pedophile, so technically me using the whole comment thing to call him a pedophile is accurate. I mean, Q just, again, Q gets fucking everything wrong, and he, and he doesn't care. He just plows ahead. He hyped up D5 and the Hooper hearing before the House committee for forever, and then it bombed, and he just completely ignored it, just completely moved forward. He predicted a red wave or a red tsunami, four different Q-drops about the 2018 midterms. The Republicans got crushed. The Senate was the target. It just moved right on. This Q, when he screws up, he apologizes. And he's like, oh, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. And it's really funny that like he's like kind of spineless that way. Um, the best of these was he... Uh, falsely accused MSNBC of running a, a headline of World War Z uh, footage instead of a real uh, broadcast. And this was a fake thing that someone made up uh, to just give MSNBC the razzle-dazzle. And Q uh, put it in a Q drop as though it was real. And then... When he was called out on it, Q apologized and said that he was confused because his view was obscured by being in a helicopter, which I couldn't wrap my head around that in a million years. What does that mean? What were you talking about that you were in a helicopter? What on earth is going on here? What planet are we living on? So you had like just that kind of nonsense. Um... He screwed up a. Um, he screwed up and thought that the vegan 
Edgelord Facebook page and the Cannibal Club were real. And then when called out on it, he was like, oh, that's how they get you. They do this stuff as a parody to trick you into thinking it's real. Believe me. Something. And he just, he, when he, he makes errors and he gets called out on the error. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, what are you doing? Um, like, what is wrong with this idiot? Uh, so... Q drop forty three seventy five is the MSNBC thing, and Q posts M- uh, MSDNC knowingly using fake footage. MSDN pushing America on fire narrative. Why enemy of the people? Q, and then uh, gets someone points out, hey, it's fake, idiot, and he's like, confirmed helicopter rides create confirm visibility challenges. Good catch, thank you, Anons. Just. Such an idiot. I mean, just... You can't even... I don't even understand. Can't even wrap my head around how dumb that is. So, you just have these mistakes. You just have these dumb, unforced errors and and these apologies. You just have a person who doesn't know what they're doing screwing up and then trying to make good on it, when the voice of the character, the concept of Q is that they are basically infallible. They are second only to the God Emperor himself, Donald Trump, in power and importance in our world. And you would think that this person would carry their, their infallibility as a sort of like shield. And just let everybody know that I'm the man and you can all go to hell. And you would also think that this person that's pretty much infallible would not make so many goddamn mistakes and would not be so lazy and just turn all of their posting into just checking out publicly sourced information. The whole point of Q is that we're supposed to be getting inside intel that no one else could give us. That Q is at the right hand of Donald Trump, giving us top-secret information through a secured back channel in such a way to not violate any laws, which is, of course, horseshit, because giving away classified information is obviously illegal. But the idea of Q, the mythos of Q, is that we are supposed to be receiving intelligence from on high. This is revelations from God and Q is our prophet. This is um, really the easiest way I can describe it is the Quran where um, we have basically uh, Trump is God and Q is the Archangel Michael and we the Anons are the prophet Muhammad writing down the dictates and the screeds from the archangel who is describing to us God's glorious and benevolent vision to us. And when the archangel doesn't tell you anything that you can't get publicly, it's no longer divine. It's no longer the word of God. It's no longer meaningful what we have now is just a right-wing echo chamber and all Q is doing is just 
tamping on some more walls to keep that echo chamber nice and strong, nice and tight, so that you can just hear the reverberations of your own screaming. And that's why Q is just so ridiculously lame now. There's just no intrigue. There's no knowledge. There's no discernment. It's just a bunch of puppies chasing their own tails, listening to a guy who is literally telling them, hey, Michael Flynn just changed his banner. That's literally the latest cue drop, is is a uh, G.I. Joe-ification animation of Michael Flynn uh, with a where we go one, we go all uh, slogan in the upper right-hand corner. And it's just Michael Flynn fanboy worship and links to everything. And then a picture of Chris Ray and then a picture of Chris Ray of an X not centered over his face. The X like kind of lands to the right of his nose, which you'd think Q would have been a little bit better at getting that drawing done better. And this is hilarious because Q had told us to trust Ray previously and now Ray's a bad guy for reasons. But but at least that, at least that tiny little thing is him attempting to do a little world building, which the rest of his posts just absolutely aren't. He's just so lazy. Again, he just reacts to things. He just... uh, They're pumping up more Spygate bullshit. So Q's just reacting to Spygate. Q does not lead. Q follows. Q is totally incapable of actually doing anything. I think the last time Q ever tried to claim they were important or relevant was uh, they gave an edict to Lindsey Graham to do something, and Lindsey didn't do it. So, great. Uh, What's also very funny is that Q had previously stated in its uh, eight Kuhn existence that the need for Q-proofs was irrelevant. We don't need them anymore. Stop doing them. And this made a bunch of uh, QAnon promoters very angry because they live only for Q-proofs. They live only for dumb Delta shit. And uh, this made Enoch, the guy who has the Q-bird as his avatar, infuriate because he'd been spending two years of his life to Q-proofs, and now his god forsakes them. And then Q realized that he was ruining his LARPers' funds, so he backed off the no Q-proof uh, edict. And he has a uh, Q-drop now, posted... Uh, on the 19th, uh, I've crossed over to midnight in my time zone, so it's the 20th here, but uh, Q-Drop2597 is literally celebrating a zero delta. Just Q-proof! Woo! Woo! And the thing about the zero delta is that's so dumb is that even if they confirmed what they claim they're confirming, all it would be is just uh, Trump and the person posting his Q, a.k.a. Jim Watkins, Posting at the same time and coordinating it, which means nothing. You know what means something? Arresting Barack Obama, arresting Hillary Clinton, arresting James Comey, uh, revealing the evidence, showing us the Hillary face carving tape. Uh, Deltas are dumb. 
they're just confirmation bias. They have no standard in reality. And the other thing is, is that Deltas aren't really trustworthy because, again, Jim and Ron control Aidkun. They can mess with that timer. If Trump posts, they, they could literally have a automated system with a Q-drop already written out, ready to go, and get they can get alerts from Twitter that Trump has posted, and is and they could automate it so that when the when Trump tweets, boom, they have an automated Q-drop ready to go, and they fire it out there, and because they control the clock on 8kun, they can just dial that puppy back 30 seconds or a minute, and boom, the Q-drop shows up a minute before Trump or... Like uh, 10 seconds before Trump or whatever. And bam, you have a 10 second delta. Holy smokes. So it's so ridiculous that they, this, is what this is the thin gruel they use. This is what little things they have left. It's pathetic. And so between the fact that they were the only people that were capable of getting those Q drops up and running. There were the only people that could post at the start of this whole thing. And the fact that they then jumped onto tour in order to get more stuff on because they were just so desperate for content at that point due to the DDoS attacks that were like stymieing their uh, website. So there's my circumstantial evidence that it's uh, Jim Watkins. Uh, the one other little thing I will bring up is... Q-Drop 3020 was on March 10th, 2019. And it's a very important drop because it is a drop where Q-Links, uh, again, is very lazy at this point. He links to a tweet by Jordan Sather. And at the time, I really didn't care or acknowledge it for what it was. But somebody else on YouTube brought it up, and it and they started laughing about it. And I wish I remembered who it was, but I'd give you credit for it. I swear I'm just a senile idiot. But they brought it up that you are literally Q. You are the super secret spy in charge of saving America from the global satanic pedivore ring. This is the, the, the fate of the world hangs on the edge of a knife. This is it. We've got to get this right. We've got to win this battle. And you signal boost a guy who tells people to drink bleach uh, was in a was on the Jim Jordan show getting dunked on for saying that Michelle Obama is a man uh, was in the Above Horizon movie probably this time uh, talking about ice Nazis. Uh, Jordan Sather is a crank. He is a crank's crank. He will sell anything. He will shill anything. And you are the super secret spy that's trying to save the world and you signal boost this dude. You signal boost Jordan Sather because reasons. And the thing about that, and, 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 and I was so deep in the weeds on this stuff at the time when it happened, it just didn't hit me in that way. But then when the person brought it up, I was like, oh wow, he's right. And literally, all Jordan Sather did, uh, the tweet was just a link to an article by The Intercept. So Q could have linked directly to The Intercept article. 
Jordan Sather didn't actually say anything. All Jordan Sather was doing was referring people to the intercept, and all Q did was refer people to Sather to refer them to the intercept. So this was a very clunky, weird thing, but the super secret spy felt the need to give the shine to the uh, anti-vax, bleach drinking, Michelle Obama has a penis, uh, ice Nazis are real, dude. And that just shows you how deeply unserious and uncredible Q is, because why are you signal boosting this guy? And the reason why you're signal boosting this guy is because he's your bro. That we're all in this grift together. We're all just running scam on people. So, of course I'm going to give Jordan Sather a little shine. Of course I'm going to give him a little fist bump, a little love. Be like, there you go, Jordan. Boom, you got cued. There you go, buddy. Go sell some more $30 cans of coffee. Go sell some more cute coins. Just get your grift on, son. Make them papers. Make them bucks. Get it. Get all the cash you can, Jordan. I'm Q, and I'm taking care of my friends because I'm just a grifting scumbag like you. And that's it. I mean, it's just... And then uh, later on, in uh, in June, June 10th, 2020, uh, he did it again. He cued he him again. I have no, I'm not even going to bother digging through that one. Because at that, at, in 2020, Q is just so goddamn fucking lazy, and especially in June. So, whatever. But that just shows you, like, the, the level on which Q is operating on. Because when people are like, oh, it's a Russian PSYOP, oh, the Russians are gaming the system, the Russians are manipulating this thing. When Joe M's shitty COVID-9-11 pandemic crap uh, got posted, um, the Russian bots got it trending on Twitter for a little while, and then it, and then it went away. So, I mean, there are outside agitators, like, pushing this shit. They will jump on Q stuff, and uh, Boris and Natasha will plot Big Trouble for Moose and Squirrel and uh, try to advance QAnon talking points and narratives. But the people that are actually making it, the people that are the bakers of the bullshit, they are what I would consider to be, like, the American grifting class or maybe the international grifting class with Geddes and Joe M. from South Africa and all. But... That's who these people are, and I think that Jordan Sather drop is very revealing to that point, because if this was an actual Russian PSYOP that was actually working to like try to establish legitimacy in the eyes of uh, people, they would not have done that. They would have been like, well, we'll just link directly to the Intercept article. We don't need Jordan Sather as an intermediary for that. He can go to hell. So... Um, that's my story. I'm sticking to it, and so on and so forth. So, it's time for my questions, of which I have many. Uh, Jasmine Emmerich, writer-author. Um, I'll totally DM you, because I'm a uh, stymied writer-author myself. I love talking about the craft. Asks, at what time? Is there a link? And I answered, so... <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And... Uh, Man, everyone's asking me when this one's going to be available. I'm, I'm a hot product. Uh, I'm sure you'll cover this. Uh, John Owenhouse says, I'm sure you'll cover this, but why Jim Watkins over Coleman Rogers? Uh, again, it's th- those early drops that uh, it seemed like only people that had access to Aikon directly could post the tour thing. And again, back when Coleman Rogers was doing this, 
he was good at it. The Q drops in the pamphlet and on era were actually world building. Uh, they were actually designed to uh, set a narrative, promote a narrative, push the agenda. All Q does now is react to things. Q has uh, Q posted a ton of drops today, and all he did was talk about Michael Flynn and uh, whining about Spygate some more. He has not addressed Wayfair yet. Which is insane. Wayfair was one of the dumbest big things that's happened recently. Uh, I've brought it up before, but I had a text message from a friend who begged me. It was, they were like, oh my god, is this Wayfair thing real? What's going on? And me and her actually like had a, like a conversation, an actual discussion about it. And she did not want to be blue-pilled. She was grasping at things. She was like, but the names, the names, they're so unique. And I just had to just fight to pull her back from that ledge to blue pill her. And she finally, finally accepted it. She finally calmed down and acknowledged that it was bullshit. And you would think that this story that hit the mainstream and actually did things. I mean, I am the conspiracy nut guy. That's why she messaged me. I have not gotten one of those uh, messages in, like, over a year. Like, none of this stuff, like, breaks through the psychopath zone that I live in, the hell world that I live in. Uh, I I think Jake Rokotansky had a, a tweet one time where he was talking about how, like, Watching uh, Oprah and other celebrities just like cook food in their kitchens and talk about their recipes is like so traumatic and stressful to him. He has to like log on and find it and go to other websites that explain that they're actually like grilling and cooking babies and then he can like breathe a sigh of a relief. And it's like that's the hell world that I live in. And the, the, the blue pilled people, the people that just know me as the guy, they're like, hey, you're yelling at QAnon people today, poker? And I'll be like, you know I am. They're like, good work. Whatever that fucking weird shit you're into, just keep doing it, bro. But they never actually, like, pull me aside, like, hey, bro, what's going on with this? What, what does it mean? That, that doesn't happen. And it happened with Wayfair. And, you again, you would think this mother load, this treasure trove of things that, that Q would just be like, oh, yeah, Jeff Bezos totally trafficking kids through Amazon. Wayfair, you fucking know it. All these people, all pedos, all kids in cabinets, boom, all day, every day, confirmed. You guys nailed it. This is the power of QAnon, exposing child trafficking rings on the internet and bringing justice to cor- criminal corporations that defy the god emperor Donald Trump. Easiest layup in the world. Six inch putt. Just just no problem at all. And, and Q will not address it. Just absolutely no interest in doing anything about it. Q could build on this narrative. He could go and grab some fucking shit on eBay that's going for way too much money and start going, hey, check out eBay, guys. A lot of shit going down over there. Q could do any. Q could lead these people a million different ways if he wanted to, but again, no effort, no drive, no determination. Laziest sack of shit in the world. And thank God for it, because it would, would kind of suck if we had a motivated cult leader. <sighs> but it's really weird. Um, Nicole Schwartz, Antifa, Cabal Liaison, great name. I love your avatar. You're the best. I don't know if you've answered this previously, but how did you get into the Q-busting game? I have answered this previously. I will go quickly here. 
High school, JFK conspiracy, nut. Uh, a little bit past high school, 9-11 truther, nuts. Talked to one of my friends about 9-11 being an inside job. They told me to go fuck myself. I went online to prove it was an inside job. I blue-pilled myself, found out that the government story held water and was more plausible than the bullshit I'd been peddling. Kind of had a come-to-Jesus moment at that point. Realized that maybe I'm not as smart as I think I am and that being an edgelord 20-something moron isn't really that cool. Uh, then get out of that shit and then start following it from an observer, critical debunker eye, and then watch the rise of the Illuminati over the course of many, many years, and then uh, hear about QAnon, see Twitter in the corner of my eye, and then one day say, you know what, I'm going to just get on Twitter and go for it, and I'm going to attack QAnon with uh, all my heart, and because these people are scum, and it's just the Illuminati with Trump as a leader. So that's the short story. Uh, I don't know which one I had. I, I wish I could tell you which episode I had the longer version of that on. It was probably like two or three back, maybe four. Maybe five, I don't know. Listen to them all. They're great. Give me more hits. I'm uh, an addict for dopamine and serotonin release releasings, and they happen whenever I see my numbers increasing, because I am a small child that is easily amused by such things. Uh... Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Loretta... Gay pride flag, blue wave, I hate gaslighting, gay pride flag, blue wave, all right, I'm going to ask a serious question because we are in serious trouble, and all this willful ignorance needs to stop. Poker, if Flynn called up all these digital soldiers with their oath, how many brown shirts do you think the autocrat could add to go with Wolf's DHS ICE slash CB, Customs Border Patrol, uh... Plus bars, Operation Legend, Federal Troops, since both have been launched and announced that they are going nationwide. And in all seriousness, they are looking like they have a sewn up fairly well on the legal front for throwing these troops out. Congress could do something, but the Senate is going to block. The senators are all bought with dark money of the same mindset or compromise by Compromat. Or by a combination, you need to add Mr. Prince and his forces and the militias that have sworn their allegiance. I have been harping on this stuff absolutely. Did I want to be right? Absolutely not, but that's not important. It's just not something I'm saying anymore. It's here, so how many would their good little soldiers and how many psychopaths do you think would be unleashed on us and they won't be able to nor try to control them? Team Deep State and Antifa. 
I don't think that Flynn could call up digital brown shirts in any real capacity to do anything. Because a lot of those people would be like uh, the harmless boogaloo boys. Uh, the QAnon Anonymous podcast had a great breakdown of the Boogaloo Boys and the fact that the Boogaloo Boys have such a divergent uh, mix of people in their ranks. You have, like, neo-Nazis, white supremacists. Then you have people that are marching arm-in-arm with Black Lives Matter and are actually, like, hardcore libertarians who think that the police state needs to be rolled back. Uh, I think that the... Uh, Oath-taking Flynn lovers fall into the third category of Boogaloo Boys, which is the kind of people that want to strap on some body armor and grab their AR-15 and then walk out in front of a Hobby Lobby or a Taco Bell that's like a half mile away from the actual protest. And when the owner of the uh, establishment comes out and goes, what the fuck are you idiots doing out here? They're like, we're protecting you from the riots. And they're like, oh, well, open carry is legal here, so fucking knock your socks off. And then you just have like five or six idiots just standing around this 7-Eleven for three hours with their AR-15s just getting their dicks hard and being like, oh, man. If Antifa come calling for us, they gonna get it. Oh yeah, and 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 no one even gets into their line of sight because the protest is very far away from them, and they know the protest is very far away from them, and they're not gonna be engaged. And if there was actual rioting or looting, it would not be attacking the stupid little store that they're defending. They just want to defend that store so they can do their cosplay revolutionary bullshit and wear their big luau shirt under their body armor and wave around their AR-15 and just look tough. And the other thing is, is that I really feel like the actual military uh, would not tolerate this bullshit. I think if you actually had... Because what's happening in Portland right now is what they've got. This is all the manpower they can like deploy to try to do this. They don't have the manpower necessary to like subjugate America under a police state. That that kind of power would require like the actual army to get involved. It would it would involve so much more uh, manpower and work than what they have. So, at this moment, I I will not give in to despair. And there is so much despair porn on Twitter. It is terrible. I mean, you can just. You can just make yourself sick reading this stuff. You're just like, oh, they're not going to count our votes. Oh, they're, they're, they're going to like have these uh, guys of no identifications grab us and put us into rental cars and drive us off to parts unknown. We're actually uh, Germany 1933. Trump is our Hitler. Just all of that. I mean, it is... It's... It's easy to buy into it. It's easy to get upset about it. It's easy to see it as the end of the world. And on November 4th, maybe it'll be right. Maybe our votes won't count. Maybe we don't have a democracy anymore. Maybe we are going to enter into a really dark uh, phase 
of our society and of our country. And we are going to have like actual civil unrest uh, because uh, there is like a uh, undemocratic uh, power that is unbeholden to the people now attempting to uh, claim its legitimacy in spite of the fact that we obviously did not have a free and fair election and so on and so forth. And I've, I've seen all the articles about how like Trump's going to contest the election and a bunch of Republican states are going to back his play and all that. And I just, I just don't believe it. I just don't see it. I just don't see, I don't see all these people buying into the idea that making Donald Trump president for life and then re, then installing one of his moron kids as, as the new, as the new emperor I just don't see that as being something that anyone really wants to do. I mean, I just look at all these people. You've got, like, you look at Tom Cotton, you look at Holly, you look at uh, Marco Rubio, you look at Ted Cruz, you look at all these people, and they all see themselves as president one day. They all see themselves ruling America one day and being the important man, the great man, the leader of, uh, of the leader of the nation. Mitt Romney absolutely sees himself that way. Um, Nikki Haley, I'm sure, thinks that she'll be the first woman president. I mean, the Republican Party and their alliance with Trump is tenuous and it's transactional and it's entirely based upon what Trump can do for them. And they will do what they need for Trump as long as he is capable of doing something for them. The moment Trump declares the Constitution invalid and that he is the God Emperor that transaction no longer works for most of them because they're not going to be content to just sit around and have Donald Trump yelling at them until his brain falls out of his ears in the next two years or so. And then by fiat, Trump Jr. or Ivanka or Jared or someone will become the new god. And they're not, they are not in the business of a Trump dynasty or a Trump imperium. They don't want that. So... What I really think is happening right now is what I call the uh, the pufferfish strategy, which is that Trump and his cronies and whatever else they are threatened by these polls. They are threatened by the knowledge that a electoral drubbing is very much coming towards them. So they are like a pufferfish seeing a predator coming towards them. They expand themselves and they stick out their quills, and they try to look as intimidating. In as dangerous as possible, because they hope to provoke fear and doubt in the predator, so that it will back away. Because that's their only hope. Their only way they can win and have any chance of doing anything is to uh, is to make people give in to despair and not vote and not care and not actually fight back. I remember I felt terrible when they uh, abandoned the guilty verdict against uh, Flynn and the Stone Communion and these goons in Portland throwing, disappearing people. All of it is of uh, a scheme. I don't think Trump's smart enough to come up with it himself, but like Stephen Miller or one of these other dirtbags. It's all of a scheme to just present strength to present power, to intimidate, to scare, and to freak people out and to worry them that we're going to do something to your election and we're going to like rob you of your rights. And they just want you to not... They want you to give up. They want you to think that that's what's going to happen. They want you to think that, oh, we can't win. Oh, they are, they are going to do this. They are going to steal the presidency from us. 
we are going to have the Republic fall. They, they want you to believe that. They want you to, to give into it. So I will not give into that. I will not uh, accept it. I will be like Aragorn after seeing the Mithril Coat and then decapitating the, uh, the, the mouth of Sauron. I will just... I will march to my uh, the polling place when I early vote in Massachusetts. I will cast my meaningless vote because Massachusetts is going to go to Biden by a million points, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to then uh, try to find a way to go to a battleground state and uh, drive a van or hold a sign or just do something. Just do my little bit to push, push the rock up the hill a little bit more and just try to work. Because then, and then if it turns out on November fourth, oh, we don't have a democracy anymore. I'm right with you. And uh, Plan B, and Plan B is gonna suck. Plan B is gonna be really bad. But what are you gonna do? You gotta live with it. So that's that. Um, blue pill sheep. Uh, if you haven't recorded it yet, is there a particular time when you think the persons behind Q changed based on the posts? Maybe from Coleman Rogers to Jim Watkins. Uh, again, I don't know. I mean, the tone of Q has changed a lot over the times. There's a lot of people that said, like, uh, that 4chan Q was not 8chan Q and all that kind of stuff. There's, like, different terms that were used in different spots. And most people have said that there's, like, probably five different writers, but I really couldn't. I'm not the Q writingologist that could tell you that. All I can give you is that it's very obvious that the guy that was writing at the end of 8chan was lazy, and the guy writing on 8kun is terrible. So, that's where I'm at. Uh, bro, that's a very to-the-point name, says, who's worse, Joe M or Major Dad? Joe M, and it's not close. Joe M, Major Dad is a dumb, racist, moron piece of shit who's terrible. Uh, don't, make, don't, even, don't make any mistakes about that, but Joe M. is an outright propagandist and, by everything I can see, a total fucking sociopath. Uh, Joe M. is a scary dude. He's a terrible person. Um, I think the ultimate example of why he's such an unbelievably bad person, and this is like he's even beyond like the apartheid apologetics, which is just, I mean, that's really out there. You have to really fucking work at it to be like, you know what I'm going to fucking stand for? Apartheid. That's 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 the hill I'm gonna fucking die on. Uh, but Joe M, um, I think the ultimate moment of just like just understanding this guy is just a, such an unbelievable piece of shit was when he fucked up a school's charity uh, drive by claiming that Jim Comey was sending a terrorist attack at them in the, in the dumbest, most ridiculous. Uh, red string and cork board kind of bullshit you could ever imagine. And the school canceled the rally and the fundraiser due to QAnon's claims that the Deep State was going to attack the fundraiser. So the school, and the, and the school had said, like, they were probably going to make about, like, $20,000 from the fundraiser. Like, now that was going to be a twenty-five, a $20,000 hole blown in their budget because of the, the fundraiser being canceled thanks to uh, QAnon and mostly by Joe M promoting this uh, fake threat that was not real in any way, shape, or form. And uh, someone mentioned to Joe, hey, they've canceled the fundraiser. Do you want to kick in a few bucks to the school 
to make up for the fact they just lost all this money. And Joe's response was, those kids are happy they're alive. Didn't feel the slightest bit of guilt that he just fucked these people out of $20,000. Didn't care. Wasn't going to lift a finger to fucking make them a dollar back. I mean, that just goes, that really goes to show you what a kind of piece of shit he is. Just what an unfathomable fucking scumbag he is. So, yeah, Joe's the worst. He really is just a terrible person. I mean, it's it's so infuriating. You just think of all these people and how bad they are and what terrible things they preach and promote. And the, if you just had an absolute fucking uh, dickhead Olympics with all these people, it would be so hard to pick a winner. It would be so fucking hard to pick a winner. But he's up there. He's absolutely up there. I mean, for the people that are like very obvious about who they are and what they do, he's really, really high up there. I hate 72 seconds a lot. 72 seconds is a fucking absolute scumbag. But he's kind of just, I don't know, he just, he just kind of cloaks it in his weirdness so it's not as overt. His, his dirtbaggery seems more like mental illness than it is just outright sociopathy. Um, A.I.S. Mallard, the Grand Inquisitor of the podcast, uh, states, Q-drops generally have been boring and inane. What kinds of mistakes could Watkins make in drops that would really fuck things up, either by upsetting the community or causing a rise to action amongst cultists? Uh, he could fuck up by, like, telling people to, like, take the country back. Just, like, to fulfill your oath, attack now, or just, just, he could just let loose the dogs, which would be the worst and dumbest and most terrible thing in the world. He could actually just outright incite violence. Instead of just, like, like, winking and nodding and promoting swatchic terrorism, he could just flat out say, commit terrorism, which would be really fucking bad. Um... I think the ultimate mistake that could uh, fuck Watkins up would be an endorsement of the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Because Q has only once ever brought up vaccines, and in that Q drop, it literally just said, like, vaccines, not all. So, I mean, it's like, he took such an unbelievably uh, like weak stance on vaccines that... It was not a. Uh, it was not the, the crazy anti-vax stance that uh, QAnon's in favor of. Yeah, it, it, it's this. It's this really weird one where he says cancer, baby, fo- baby on floor, hand in mouth, the start, which people have made fun of a lot. But the next line is vaccines uh, brackets not all, which is really strange. Um, there is. Uh, he did say, oh, he did have a drop recently in May, May of 21st where he says, how do you give this people a vaccine is necessary or critical? So I guess he probably wouldn't do this. But yeah, if he ever came out in favor of a COVID-19 vaccine, he'd destroy himself utterly. They would they would just so freak out. The anti-vaxxers have so co-opted QAnon, it's not even funny. That's the, that's the problem when you run a, a grand unifying conspiracy theory is that uh, you take all these other conspiracy theories into the body of your conspiracy theory, but now those conspiracy conspiracy theories can infect and poison your body and expand themselves. And uh, anti-vax has taken a very, very large market share of QAnon. Uh, for an off-topic question, he adds, uh, what's your favorite kind of pie? 
chicken pot pie. I know it's a horrible cop-out, but I am not really a pie person. I really... Not big on pies. Never have been. Uh, bro, uh, oh yeah, he asked me a lot of questions. Bro says, uh, do you have to rent a storage shed for all your Soros bucks? Uh, no. My bank account can handle the Soros bucks. Uh, he does actually do electronic distribution of currency. Uh, Troy Francis asks, uh, Martin Geddes has a degree from Oxford. Can you talk about intelligence and susceptibility to conspiracy theories? Presumably there are QAnons right along the IQ spectrum. Being intelligent does not mean that you will not fall for a conspiracy theory. Again, I would like to think of myself as an intelligent person, and I definitely had a six-month to a year-long period of time where I was just a fucking dyed-in-the-wool 9-11 truther. My JFK conspiracy theory stuff just made it so that I had this very uh, jaundiced eye of the government's official story on fucking anything. So I just was there. So... You can be intelligent, and you can fall for this stuff. It absolutely is... Intelligence is not a deterrent against these things. Because there's so many different ways they can get you. Uh, protecting the children is such a bullshit hook that QAnon throws out there as a way to get people involved. And why would you not protect the children? Like, why would you not listen to people saying that they're here to protect children? That's very obvious. It's a very easy and safe thing to say. And you lead people down the road, and the next thing you know, you're protecting the children from Hillary Clinton because she's going to carve their faces off and drink their blood. And and it's that. I mean, it's just you can be pulled into this stuff by very innocent desires. The search for knowledge is the easiest way to get involved in a conspiracy theory. You just want to know something. You just want to know what the truth about something is. And for some reason, the official story, the the party line you hear in the media and the world doesn't jive with you. It just doesn't connect with you on some level. And as a result, you just say to yourself, you know what? I want to know more. So you start reading bad sources, bad information. And the next thing you know, that resonates with you more. And then you're down the road. And then the next thing you know, you're gone. It's just the way it works. Um, so do not think for a moment that the people that are involved, that fall for QAnon, are idiots. They're not. There are very smart people that buy into the shit because they got hooked. And it's so hard to get yourself out of this stuff. It's just really hard. I mean, especially this kind of thing. Getting out of 9-11 trutherism was just literally me looking at evidence and being objective and then getting angry and looking at more evidence and just, just being like a dog on a leash. I was pulling and I'm pulling and eventually the, the I just gave up. But you add this. You add the fact that it's good versus evil. It's God versus the devil. It's all the stakes. The world is on the line. How hard would it have been for me to get out of that bullshit if I believed that the people that perpetrated 9-11 were working on behalf of Satan and that I was a champion of God. That'd have been tough. That'd have been so tough. I mean, you radicalize people like this way, and when a person is radicalized, it's very hard to de-radicalize them, and it's very hard for them to acknowledge that the thing they believe in is not real. So, this is tough. This is really tough. It's It's bad. 
So, yeah, that's my really <laughs> depressing answer to that. Um, CJG asks, what is the expectations for what the storm is? How has it changed since the beginning? Seems to be quite varied from a non to a non. The storm is very weird. The storm is bizarre. Because a lot of people think the storm is just Trump kills all the liberals, which is like the baseline storm. It's just all the bad guys get murdered. Boom. Dead. But then you have the people that think that the storm is all the bad guys get killed, and then we get all the money from the Rothschilds, and they just dole it out, and we're all rich. So you have, like, prosperity storm. Then you have, uh, we get all the money from the Rothschilds, and Trump gives away all the cures to all these illnesses. We cure COVID, we cure cancer, we cure AIDS, we cure heart disease. We live lives of decadent hedonism and perfect health, and we only die of old age at 120 uh, you have that, and then you have uh, Trump unleashes technologies, and we get anti-gravity planes, and we uh, colonize Mars, or we've already colonized Mars, and they just reveal it to us, and we begin uh, mining various moons in the solar system, because we're very capable of doing that, and probably start contacting aliens, because we're just going to have uh, wormhole technology or warp drives. So... It really just kind of uh, depends on like what kind of utopia the particular Anon wants. Is killing all the liberals good enough? Or do you need to get rich? Or do you need to get healthy? Or do you need to live in Star Trek? So that's like kind of the different layers of the storm from people. But the basic default uh, premise is that the liberals are all going to get... The liberals are all going to get in the neck. Um... Hashtag Team Deep State uh, says, uh, how many QAnon accounts do you follow? What is your process for keeping up with all this? I probably follow like 10 to 16 accounts. Some are not very active, like uh, Carrie, Q QCOP wife. She posts sporadically. Um, other people I follow every now and then, but they're not like... That quotable Sarah Ruth Ashcroft just uh, makes me sad. She's so mentally ill. It's, oh man, she needs help. Get help, Sarah. Get well. It's not cool. I, I, you're, someone posted a, a thread of hers and she was talking about Kanye and like just, oh man, that thread. It like physically hurt to read that thread. So. I don't read her that often, at <laughs> but uh, how I monitor this stuff is basically I'm just on Twitter all the time uh, with the COVID and the lockdown and everything. So I just uh, go to the crazy town, read people, and then find stuff that I can comment on, and then just take my harvest of insanity, return to my timeline, and then just pour it out there so that everyone can see that like this is what these people believe, it's what they think, it's how they operate, it's how they act. And the reason why I do this is because I am trying to be a giant red flashing light for anyone who thinks that they might want to get involved in QAnon. I'm trying to uh, show people that this is a bad idea and it is a bad thing for you to do. And I want to do that through ridicule and mockery of how stupid their belief system is and how untenable and unrealistic it is. I'm, I'm just 
I'm trying to be the bouncer at the night, at the QAnon nightclub where you want to walk into QAnon and get involved and I'm I'm standing there with the earpiece and the velvet rope and I'm like no I'm not letting you in I'm not letting you in now there's a million doors and I'm only guarding one of them so people aren't going to get in and there's nothing I can do to stop that but I'm going to be in my door I'm going to do what I can I'm going to I'm going to push the rock up the hill that's all I can do so um, and the most and I. Uh, I get, I get DMs from people thanking me for doing it, and I, I appreciate that very much, and it means so much to me. But I have also, I have also gotten uh, DMs from people who have left QAnon and said that I have helped them in that process. And holy fucking shit, does that mean everything to me? I mean, it really does. It is. That's it. I mean, that's literally uh, fucking put it on my gravestone. Got some people out of QAnon. That's a win. It's the hugest win in the world. When I uh, stand before God and he, uh, throw, he gets ready to throw me to hell, which I will obviously deserve uh, for my uh, heresy and lack of belief and faith. And he'll be like, why should I offer you any clemency at all, you, uh, you heretical scumbag? And I'll be like, well, uh, I got some people out of an internet death cult. That, that, that has to count for something, right? So, yeah, that's it. That's, but, I mean... Uh, but I, it's just so hard to get people out that I, 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 I cherish it when it happens, but I don't, uh, I don't, I don't hope for it. I don't hope that I'm capable of doing it. I don't, I don't stake myself to it because it's just such an incredibly intensive amount of work. And in all reality, the people that get themselves out of the cult are those people themselves. The only way you leave is to make the decision to leave. If I can help you on that decision in the slightest way, that's great. But it's, it, it, it's really. It's, it's just something you can't really do. Uh, ridiculing and mocking people for believing these things is not uh, productive to uh, helping them, which is why I do not ridicule and mock the rank and file of QAnon. If I see someone who's got like, uh, like, if someone retweets someone and they've got like, like eight followers or whatever, I, I don't, I will not touch them, because those people who believe, they do not deserve to be mocked and ridiculed. They deserve to be. Uh, Consoled, they deserve to be comforted. They deserve to be talked to, like a uh, adult, like the guy who posted the thing about, "Oh, my wife is divorcing me over QAnon," and everyone was dunking on him. Like I posted to that guy, I'm like, "Dude, get out of QAnon, go back to your family," and I posted the Q is always wrong thread to him, and that was that was it. That's going to be my engagement to that guy because I'm, I'm not going to dunk on that guy. That guy is going through a crisis. His life is fucking hell. I mean, he's he's ruined himself. Uh, over this shit, over this absolutely fucking terrible internet death cult run by sociopaths like Joe M. And I want that guy to understand that. I want that guy to see how terrible the people around him are. Um, that woman who uh, had the breakdown and the target and knocked over the Max display and then went at her house getting arrested and asking the police to contact Trump and Q. Uh, she was posting, someone brought her to my attention again today for some reason. I forget exactly how, but I just, like, sent her a couple of uh, tweets, screen grabs of tweets, where Incarnated E.T. and Joe M. called her a Soros asset, and she was a double agent. She was working against Q. And I only did this to ju just show her that, like, the group that she's a part of, the people that, like, that she supports and follows, they have no solidarity. They will sell you out of the drop of a hat in order to uh, get away from bad press. They will call you a Soros-funded shill. They will call you a double agent. They will. They will not. 
back you up. They will not say, hang in there, brother. Hang in there, sister. We have your back. Where we go one, we go all. That is not a part of QAnon in any way, shape, or form. The moment you show them uh, that you are going to uh, break the law or cause any kind of bad publicity for them, you are anathema. You are a bad person. And I think, and I'm just trying to show her that these people are fucking terrible and they will not, they will not stand beside you in a crisis. In a crisis, they will abandon you as quickly and as emphatically as possible. But, um, I mean, just, um, if I, if she ever engages me any more than that, I mean, I'm not going, I'm not going to belittle her. I'm not going to insult her, uh, because she needs help. These people need help. They need to be talked, they need to be talked to, sympathized with, and, uh, cared for. And hopefully they can leave. I mean, because this is what's, what's so important is that a lot of these people that get into this stuff, once they're in, they think to themselves, I can't get out. Because my family will, will not take me back. My friends will not take me back. Society will shun me. And, and you can't do that to them. You can't leave them in the cult for forever. you got to let them know that if you get out, we're going to be here for you. We're going to help you. So, yeah. I mean, just... Like Major Dad, Joe M, Prang Medic, Sather, anyone who's got like all the giant, anyone who's got the giant fan bases, they've got the YouTube videos, they've got the grifting stores, they've got all their shit going on. They're very much obviously in it for the attention and the hype, and they're building their brand. Those people can fuck right off, and they're terrible people, and I will, I will call them out all day. But just some guy who's got his family leaving him because he believes in Q. No. Don't kick that guy. Because if you kick that guy, he just goes, or he just digs in harder. He ain't going to go back to his family if you tell him he's a fucking loser and he's stupid for believing in Q. He's just going to think he's over the target. He's thinking, oh, they're, they're shitting on me because Q is true. And my, it's too bad my family didn't find out. And that guy is going to find out down the, down, the low, down the line that he was lied to and that Q was all a bunch of bullshit and he lost his family for fucking nothing. I mean, so that's the dichotomy. That's the the mix of it all. So yeah, <laughs> I have a bunch more questions that are <laughs> people asking when the thing's going to be posted. Um, and that's it. So yeah, so that is ye old podcast. Jesus, I almost went an hour ten here. Oh man. Hope you have a long car trip to get through this, or maybe two of them. So, uh, yeah, that's that. I'll be back Tuesday. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, but that means nothing because we're in Hell World. Something will crop up. There'll be some primary that we don't even know about, and it will turn out that the uh, great state of South Dakota is about to nominate a QAnon person to, for governor or something. I mean, it's it's going to happen. I mean. The stories never stop. This 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 nightmare never ends, and we're all just living in it. And hopefully, by ten o'clock on November third, they've called Florida for Biden, and we can all start breathing a sigh of relief and getting back to the American Republic and uh, having these sociopaths and these dirtbags that are promoting this inhuman suffering and inhuman cruelty on people can uh, stop 
enjoying their meal ticket and start working on the next scam, the next plan, because uh, Donnie Two Scoops is on his way out the door. So let's, let's hope for that, and I will talk to you all soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.